afternoon, good evening, good whatever. It's time for another episode of The Unmade Bed. I'm Adrian. This is my wife, Bree. So hello, Bree. Hello, Bree. And I just had the interesting experience of eating my, my dinner whilst watching an anal rape take place on a TV screen. Apparently, it's this show called Outlander, which Bree's only just started getting into, but it's been around for a while, based on a series of books. Correct, yes. The books are still being written, I understand. This is like a George R. R. Martin kind of thing where there's actually still books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she's already tried explaining the premise of this show to me. I've just done a bit of a look on Wikipedia about it, and I'm even more confused. So, so tell me... You try and give me a synopsis of the story, and I'll see if I can follow along. Okay, so there's uh, so the the main character of the story, yeah. is, um, Claire, who uh, is in uh, around 1945. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a nurse during World War Two. Okay, she she's married, and her husband and her go to Scotland uh-huh. for a, like a vacation, basically. Cool. And uh, during that vacation. They come across a, a stone circle. Okay, sort of like a drilled stone circle or whatever. Yeah, like a you know like a mini Stonehenge kind of yep. kind of arrangement. Okay. Uh, she touches the stones and finds herself back in Scotland in the eighteen hundreds. Just her. Just her. Not the husband. No, he was uh, busy doing something else at the time. Right. So he's just left to think that his wife's just gone and fucked off on him. Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, you know, at, at the time, Scotland's at war with England. Right. So it's it's rather dangerous. Uh-huh. She falls in with a uh, a clan of, of Scotsmen. Uh-huh. Um, basically, you know, for, I guess, the first ten episodes or so, mm-hmm. she's kind of just... She, because she was a nurse during World War Two. she has quite a lot of knowledge of... Right. Uh, so she acts as a healer. Uh-huh. You know, she's not a doctor, but you know, it's enough for mm. for that for, for that the time. Yeah. So, um, but then, uh, you know, through a series of events, she ends up married to one of the Scotsmen. Okay. Um, and then, at which point, the series turns into kind of soft porn. Right. Um. Anal rape is not. Soft uh, well. Porn. The, so there's a period of time where it's soft porn where they're fucking each other. Yeah. Um, but this this uh, dude that she's married is wanted by the English, right. and and so the main, the, I guess the, uh, the what do you call it? the um, the villain of the show mm-hmm. is an English officer, right? Who is um, very sadistic, right? Um, and as it comes out, is clearly also gay. But you know, it's the 1800s. You, you know, you're not allowed to be gay um, knowingly mm-hmm. but he's obviously secretly in love with Jamie who uh-huh. is Claire's husband now right. and um, he's he's basically he firstly takes it out on him by flogging him with a you know cat of nine tails uh-huh. um, for a start but uh, yeah, eventually we get to the rape scene where mm-hmm. Are you still following this, everyone? Because I'm a little bit lost. Um, 
So whilst time is elapsing in 17-whatever... Yes. Is time elapsing at the same scale in 1945? Correct. So her her husband in 1945 is out also looking for her. Uh-huh. And he... There is some sort of, you know... You know, as the magic of television, some back and forth of mm-hmm. the, the two different times mm-hmm. where he's looking for her, and some Scotsman or some you know say to say to him, well, you know, there's actually this this uh, you know uh, tale about a stone circle where people travel back in time, right. but of course it's 1945, so he doesn't believe it. But there is some points in time where he he actually does go back to the stone circle and sort of check it out, but doesn't really get anywhere. And then there's another point in when she's back in Scotland where she thinks she could go back to the Stone Circle to go back to her own time. Right. And she almost does, but then she decides to stay back in Scotland because she's in love with her Scottish dude. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And that's series one. Oh, that's only series that's, that's, one. Yes, yeah, season one, sorry, yes. Wow. We've got another five seasons to go. Oh, the mind boggles what could happen from here. They're currently off to France because, mm-hmm. yeah, because now he's been raped by the uh, English officer. Mm-hmm. He's got nowhere left to turn. Right. And finding it difficult to sit down. Yes. Thank you. Um, what was I going to say? So you've obviously read the books... I had read the books quite a while ago, so it's it's um the the TV show is started in twenty fourteen. Um, yeah, coming yeah. coming, you know, I'd read the books before that. Okay, so is there some sort of uh, red wedding, Game of Thronesy thing coming up at some stage where a whole bunch of people get slaughtered? I don't believe so. No, right. So, unless from they, from my memory, but it's unless yeah, as they've I said, taken some artistic license with the adaptation. Yeah, so. Mm. I don't know, but... Mm. So, why have you only just started watching it now when the series actually began in 2014? I just never got around to it. Okay. Is it currently trending as... No, not really, no. And and as far as I'm I'm aware, the uh, diehard fans of the show are uh, uh, currently awaiting for season seven to come out. Okay. And apparently it's been a while yeah. between seasons. You know, COVID and all yeah. that probably, you know, hampered some of the, the filming. Yes. And praying like the blazes that the people in charge of it don't fuck it up like they did the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Okay. Um, elsewhere on television, there's been a, 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 a slew, a massive resignations this last week from the project. On Channel 10. First of all, we started with uh, Lisa. Is that the name? I'm having a mental blank. Yes, Lisa Wilkinson. Lisa Wilkinson, thank you. Um, then Carrie Bickmore to start. No, Carrie started first. Sorry, Carrie started Carrie first. Carrie was first. Then, what's the name? Yeah. And now Pete Helly has yes. decided to go as well. Um. Do you think this could be the death of the show? I mean, I've got a th- I've got a theory. If you're ever involved in looking at Facebook comments online, there is a whole lot of hate both for the project and for Walid Ali, one of the hosts. Mm-hmm. My theory: most people who say they hate the project 
hate the project because it's own because there's a Muslim as one of the co-hosts. Oh yeah, it's it's just straight out racism, but they can couch it in oh, you know, the show's too left or you can't understand it or it's not funny. But I think deep down, when it comes to it, if you asked all of those people in their private moments. What do you really hate about the project? The answer would be that one of the hosts is a Muslim. It's not just that one of the hosts is a Muslim. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that Walid Ali is uh, smarter, smarter than, than most people. people. Yeah, And people don't like the fact that there is a Muslim on television who is smarter than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those weird Australian things, but... Obviously, the project is set to survive into 2023. Interestingly, today, Amanda Keller, uh, the host of The Living Room, which is being rested, quote-unquote, next year, basically said, we are up against it from the start because our lead-in show was the project and basically nobody watches. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that's a fair observation or is she just sort of swinging a punch as she exits stage left? No, no, I think that's actually a fair call from Amanda Keller. The, the project doesn't... Look, if you look at the rating... Look, the, the I guess there's two ways to look at it. The project is still within the top 20 shows of every night. Especially in its demographic targets. Yeah, especially in the in the key demos. It's mm-hmm. So having said that, though, it's, you know, it's not exactly high rating like other news, you know. No. Like 9 News and 7 News, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, got lots of... But 9 News and 7 News also don't hit the key demographics Mm -hmm. generally speaking it's Mm -hmm. it's old people watching seven and nine news because that's what they're used to and that's what they tune into yeah um you know the old-fashioned six o'clock news it's uh Mm. interestingly one of the shows that channel 10 is actually looking at resting next year is um sean mccarlough's brain as deadford has not been rating very well at all and it would seem as though Sean gave up the madly popular Mad as Hell on the ABC, possibly to spend more time doing this brain as Deadford stuff. He could end up without anything to do. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, I mean, maybe on television, I'm sure he'll have plenty of offers mm. elsewhere, but... Mm. Um, yeah, look, look the, 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 I guess, you know, Channel 10 just doesn't, you know, is the very much the third wheel in the, in the ratings. Yeah, sort of like um, the bastard child. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what you put on. If people aren't watching it mm-hmm. already, then, you know, the way that free-to-air television goes now, mm. you know, unless you're actually kind of stuck on the channel and, and mm. can't be bothered changing, you, you're probably not going to. So They are they are onto a winning thing regarding ratings um, when they own the rights to The Simpsons and used to put them on at, uh, you know, five thirty, six o'clock. Yep. Yep. Even, I mean, even having neighbours on at, at, at half past six is the mm. the lead into the, the news on on channel, you know, or mm-hmm. into the project on channel 10 was, mm. you know. Well, here's a theory for you. Seeing as neighbours has been resurrected and will be back on channel 10 sometime soon, maybe they cut the project to half an hour from seven o'clock and slot neighbours back in at 6.30. Hmm? That's what I would do, but yep. hey. Neither of us are TV programmers. No. No. Apparently we don't know shit. No. <laughs> well, yeah, just some of your taste in... Yeah. Here's dinner, sweetheart. By the way, there's an anal rape scene coming up. 
Well, I, I, I said, do you mind if I watch, keep watching this program? <laughs> and what was I meant to say? I probably didn't. I probably should have pre-warned you about the, the the anal rape about to take place. But yeah, they didn't muck around. This wasn't sort of. Oh, actually, I actually because I hadn't seen it. Like, yeah. This is the, my first time viewing. I didn't think it, it would be quite as graphic as it was. It to be was, honest, it was not something which, on I guess, mainstream television or film, would be alluded to by only showing above torso shots and that kind of thing. This was this was full on. Pardon the. Uh, pardon the expression, balls to the wall. Yeah. Did not muck around. Uh, didn't show any penises, but you didn't need to with what they were actually displaying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does the Scottish guy that's being raped hold a grudge after that? Yes, like, yes, and yes, like yes, he, and no. But. Does he try to kill the bloke that? Raped oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, okay, he's, right. he's the main villain. Right. Moving right along to get out of this topic of anal rape, I'm going to. How does one segue from anal? Rape? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've got to try and come up with a synopsis for the uh, for the finished episode to this. I've got to come up with a synopsis that somehow explains what we're talking about without being rated. Too extreme. Hmm. Mm. Have you got anything else that uh, you want to talk about? I've been the one throwing the topics up so far. Hmm. Mm. No. Um. Well, um. Next next weekend, I'm going to a music festival. Yes. Very strangely, it's a music festival that's on on a Friday. Yes. Quite unusual. What well, is... it's it's not unheard of. It's it's happened before in it's the not... summer, like you know, big day outs and that have sort of been on. Yeah, no, no, there has been mm. occasions with music festival because I guess you've got Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney particularly to hit. Yep. You can't have your artists sitting around for a whole week in between. True that. So someone's got to cop the weekday mm. festival. And this time it's Melbourne. This time it's Melbourne. The mm. the, the festival sold out, so you okay. know it's obviously not. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a hindrance to it, mm. to it at all. I guess they just figure people will take a day off, like mm-hmm. like I have, mm-hmm. or two days off in my case. Mm. So, uh, firstly, what is the name of the festival? It's the Good Things Festival. Good Things Festival. Uh, name some headlining acts for me. Um, the, hen- the headlining main headlining act is Bring Me the Horizon. Okay, vaguely so recollect. Captain Eighties music here is not gonna no. Not going to know. Bring me to the horizon, but they're the Voop, straight over my head. Yeah, you know, it's because it's a metal punk, yeah, mo- mostly festival, bit of rock sort yep. of in there. Yeah, uh, the the name that you would probably know is Tism. Ah, yes. Still getting around in their old age now. Yeah, well, them. that's kind of a comeback for them. Yes. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so Tism is playing Deftones. You probably heard of heard the Deftones. Deftones yeah. um, you know the. Kind of yeah, you're, you're kind of new metal, yeah. Kind of kind of thing. No effects is an old mm-hmm. uh, U.S. Yeah. punk band. Yeah. Uh, Regurgitator is Gurge. playing. All right. So um, and a late late edition is actually UMI. Oh okay. Um, hmm. Because a few bands have dropped out because you know this is this is our world. You know now yeah, people travel travel and things happen and, and kind of thing, yeah. people get COVID and can't travel anymore and. Hmm. And whatnot. Uh, the the main band that I'm there to see is Sabaton. 
Okay, they've got to be some of that. Stuff. Sort of, but not really. You've, you've, you would have heard not... me playing some Sabaton. They, uh, Sabaton's thing is uh, war history. Oh. Um, so they have um, songs primarily. Uh, it actually, it, it expands lots of military history, but okay. the, the songs are. Um, military in nature, right. generally speaking, uh-huh. apart from a few, uh-huh. yeah, they're um, yeah historical. So they've had um, a, a few albums that are themed around World War One, mm-hmm. some albums that are themed around World War Two. Um, one very because they're a Swedish band, right. uh, one very good album which is themed around Swedish military history uh-huh. and uh, the uh, the time in the seventeen seventeen hundreds when. Uh, Sweden was a very big empire. Yes. Uh, it doesn't really sound like um, topics that would make them popular. To yeah, but you 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 might, but they're 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 huge. I mean, yeah. in, in Sweden they're huge. In right. in Europe they're they're massive. They're pretty massive. Right. Um, the music itself is is mm. uh, what what we what we refer to as power metal. So it's um, okay. uh, metal with keyboards. That's yep. power metal. Okay. So it's got uh, uh, melody melody through it. So mm-hmm. it's you know yeah I know this, if but... if you talk to you know uh, metal heads, some will go power metal is you know you know pop music for for metal because it's can you tell i know absolutely nothing about what she's talking about yeah <laughs> anyway anyway so, so yeah so is it on friday is it on friday day so friday night a metal uh, a festival will typically start around midday and yeah. and go through to the evening yep okay so it starts yeah it starts around midday or so uh-huh. and finishes up about 10 o'clock mm Okay. Um, as you know, obviously, as well as bands, there is um, going to be a karaoke. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, well, sorry, mm-hmm. karaoke slash rockyoke tent, okay. which is a um, basically a live band karaoke, which I will certainly be hoping to mm-hmm. to sign up to. Mm. Uh, it's probably going to be very popular though, so I don't don't know my chances. Mm. Um, so is there like a caravan of freaks, like the Simpsons episode where Homer goes on Homer Palooza? Mm, not really, but okay. there, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's market, marketplace sort of oh, things, okay. food vans, obviously lots of bars, uh-huh. and I believe there is also a tattoo parlor on site. So Ooh. Uh, that'd be a trustworthy place to get a tattoo at a rock festival. Yeah, they're a well-known uh, tattooist from Melbourne, so you okay. know they, they wouldn't want to um, lose their lose cred. their lose their reputation by doing anything that was dodgy. Mm. Hmm. So, well, speaking of music, why don't we get on to the subject of this week's chart? Yes, I'm sure it doesn't contain any power metal. That... No, it does not. <laughs> We're going back 29 years to the week ending 21 November 1993. 93. 93. Yeah. So, for uh, me, year 12 exams had just finished. I would have been year 10 in 1993. Yep. And the world really felt like your oyster at the time. Yeah. And then through a series of decisions, good, bad or otherwise, we've ended up here doing this. Yes. Yeah, that, that skips over a lot of content, but, yeah. <laughs> okay. but sure. 
Uh, let's have a look at... Uh, uh, yes, uh, moving up from 47 to 36 this week back then was Mariah Carey's Hero. Whereas these days, songs by major artists either debut in the top five or get somewhere really quickly. Hero took a little bit of a while to climb the steps of the ARIA chart ladder. Mm. Mm. No, you're not going to elaborate on how much you like Mariah Carey? Would you like me to start singing? No, There's a hero. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'll not. Uh, number 33 up to 24, Shoop, Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Rate it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of their sort of, um, mm. sort of side hits. Mm. And mm. on its way towards the top 10, up from 18 to 13, was Radiohead with Creep. Who would have known that they'd still be around even now, where the, there's a lot of their co-bands from that era that haven't lasted? No. Mm. Uh, where are we going to go? We'll go to the top ten. Number ten, uh, Pet Shop Boys. Go west. As far as covers go, don't mind it. Yeah? Mm. Well, we, we know that Always On My Mind is your favourite Pet Shop Boys song. So. Yeah. Um, number nine, down from seven, Meatloaf. I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Best Forgotten? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, number seven. No, sorry, number eight. That's what I want. Debuting at number eight, you 2s Lemon. Lemon? Yeah, it's strange. It, that, that, well, that whole album that was... Zeropa. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's not very good, frankly. Yes, well, any track that requires the edge to be doing the singing is... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And just, but as you too, so here we go, debuted at number eight. Yep. Um, number seven, up from eight, Urban Cookie Collective. Remember them? Yeah, I do. The Key, The Secret? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that was them. Uh, number six, dropping down from three, Kim Wilde, If I Can't Have You. Yeah. That would be to date her last top ten hit in Australia. And maybe after 29 years, he's probably not going to have another. I wouldn't have thought so, no. no. But, you know, Mm. stranger things have happened. Uh, Number five, Culture Beat, Mr. Vane. They came up with sort of, uh, you know, six months to a year worth of uh, good singles. And then then sort of died off after that. Uh, Number four, Gabrielle, Dreams. Mm. Mm. It's... um, it's all right. It's still played. I, still I find it's still radio. played on radio yeah. a reasonable amount these days. It's mm-hmm. you know it's a fine song. It's a nice, easy listening kind of song. Mm-hmm. Heading up the chart from five to three, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Boom! Mm-hmm. Shake, shake the shake, room. Shake the room. Mm. Will Smith is a better rapper than he is an actor sometimes, but uh, I hear that. Although. Mm- Sometimes his, his, his acting can be very good or it can be rather crap. Yeah, credit where it's due, you haven't actually watched King Richard. Have no, you? I haven't yet, no. It's worth watching. I mean, yeah. you, can see why, uh, you can see why Will won the Oscar for that. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, oh, I hated this song. Up from six, Brian Adams, Please Forgive Me. 
There's a lot of Brian Adams I like. There's some Brian Adams I love. There's some Brian Adams that I hate. And I hate Please Forgive Me. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm Look, I'm not a Brian Adams fan. He's kind mm. of the Canadian Richard Marks, but there you go. Unless someone's about to tell me Fair that. Fair enough. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, number one for another week. Uh, spending a couple of weeks on top. Ace of Base. All That She Wants. Mm. Yeah. You look at that now, because that single appeared on that year's um, Hottest 100 compilation album for the Hottest 100 of 1993. Yeah. Quite how Ace of Bass made it on there is, yes, I suppose because they hadn't had any hits before that, it was allowed to be voted for. Well, yeah, but it's not... I mean, it's... If you look at it... I guess when you start considering that the nineties is when I guess when alternative music started becoming mainstream. Yep. So Ace of Bass is a very good example of that. It was like you know, it's not techno music, but it was that sort of mm. uh, electronica music that wasn't mainstream at the start of the nineties, but started becoming mainstream as the nineties went on. Mm. Um, so it's. You know, it is. Yeah, it's. It's. I think it's. I think it sits nicely in the the, the hottest one hundred. Mm-hmm. As a, you know, it's it's only in retrospect that you go, hang on, that song's a bit commercial, a bit commercial to yeah. be in the hottest one hundred. Well, you know, it's not the first, and won't be the last song that's commercial in the hottest one hundred. But uh, mm. and the number one album this week back in nineteen ninety three was Brian Adams. So far, so good. Yeah. Well. When you go, had to go out and buy a physical copy, and the old, the old greatest hits. Uh, yeah, well. alongside "Please Forgive Me," um, "All for Love" that he did with Sting and Rod Stewart. Yeah, cannot abide that track. You know, if that track is playing on a radio within my earshot, I will go and change the station. Just oh. can't. can't. So, so Brian Adams is your Phil Collins. Uh, well, no, like I say, love Summer of 69, mm. like everything I do. He's more upbeat stuff. I'm more... I've interviewed Brian Adams. Mm. Really? Yeah, but um, Real FM Mudgy because he was doing a day on the green. Oh, right, yes. Vanessa Amorosi was one of the headline acts too. So, yes, I got the chance to speak to him. Lovely guy to talk to. Can't fault the man as far as interview-wise goes. But, um, yeah, sorry, some of your music really sucked. Mm. Mm. Well, on that note, we might leave it for this week. Unlikely to be one of these next week unless I convince myself that talking to myself for half an hour is worth something. Who knows? You could have a crack. I could have a crack. You could ring me in, but I would be very drunk at that point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at least you're not going to get carded. You look like you're over 18. No, I was, yes, I was reading the, the festival entry and they're like, you must take photo ID. I'm like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. You know I don't think I'll have too much trouble. But, no. uh, mm. Well, anyway, have fun over there. I will miss you. I'll miss you too. No. Well, I'll be kind of busy. You'll be kind of busy. <laughs> Occupied. <laughs> I'll miss my cats. Yes, I know you'll miss your cats. One of which is snoozing with one leg poked out at the moment. Very cute. Very cute. Mm. 
All right, that's it for this week's Unmade Bed. Uh, good night from me. Say good night, Bree. Good night, Bree. And we will catch you again next time. Mm-hmm.